Hello and welcome back to the Pokes Podcast. I'm Ellie Malero and I'm a graduate assistant here with the College of Arts and Sciences Outreach. We just ended Women's History Month, but I thought, what better topic for the podcast than women in history? Women have been helping make history since the dawn of time, sometimes quietly and sometimes not so quietly, but they often get left out of the conversation when it comes to major historical events. And this is especially true for women in minority groups. So I spoke with two incredible women who are both students here with CAS, Cassandra Gauna and Destiny Adams. Cassandra was Miss Hispanic Latina OSU 2020, and Destiny co-founded OK State Stand United. They joined me to talk about some women who have made history and the importance of having these types of figures to look up to, especially as a woman in a minority group. Destiny, Cassandra, do you guys want to tell uh, tell us a little bit about yourselves? Hi, my name is Destiny Adams. I am a co-founder of OK State Stand United, a grassroots movement that happened after the death of George Floyd. And I am also, I'm also a, a multimedia journalism major graduating this May. Hi, my name is Cassandra Gaona. I am a senior majoring in psychology and Spanish. And I will be starting my grad school next semester, studying a master's in marriage and family therapy. Oh, nice. Are you going to be uh, in the master's program here at OSU? Yes. Yes, I will. Oh, nice. It's exciting. <laughs> really cool. Yeah. So I've asked you both to come in to talk a little bit about women in history that you guys admire. Um, would one of you guys like to go first? I guess I'll go first. So... Um, the person that I look up to is Dolores Huerta. She was a activist during the 60s and 70s, I believe. She helped um, stand up for the people who were farmers, um, which most of them were immigrants who lived in really terrible conditions. And she helped found um, a foundation that stood up for the farmers um, and their rights. Yeah. Where was this? Uh, this was in California, I believe. Nice. And do you know what the name of the organization was? Uh, she's co-founder of the National Farmers Workers Association with Cesar Chavez, and it later merged with the Agricultural Workers Organization com- Organizing Committee that became the United Farms Workers, Farm Workers. Oh, okay. nice. I think I read about that in one of my um, community organizing classes. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, she was, I can't say that word. She was really cool. That <laughs> 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 was my language. Yeah, I've definitely heard of the National Farmers Organization, and like I remember it in connection to Cesar Chavez, but I don't think that I've ever actually heard about her involvement, so that's really cool. Yeah, she was a co-founder, so like, you know, usually we just talk about men, and men are cool, I guess, but you know, we gotta highlight the women in our lives, because they contributed so much, and they are just not talked about enough. Yeah, absolutely. Retweet. Uh, So do you want to talk a little bit about why you look up to this woman? So I think I look up to her, one, because she was not afraid. She was not afraid to stand up against what was happening, especially in a time when, like, women did not have any say in what was going on. It was just men, men this, men that, men everything. Um, She stood up for them, and she fought for them until there could be a difference. And even though she's not as talked about as Cesar Chavez is, which she worked alongside of him, she still had a great impact. And without her, I don't think Cesar Chavez could have done everything that he did. Yeah, I feel like that's a common theme throughout history. The men couldn't have done it without the support from women, but women tend to be behind the scenes. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a pattern that, like, women were behind the scenes, like you said, but the men were always put in the forefront to speak, I guess because they've always had that role of, like, when men are speaking, everyone's kind of quiet, even, like, in meetings and, like, conferences. Um, Often, like, women get talked over or they're just not as respected. 
Um, but when a man is speaking, everyone's listening, even if he's presenting the information that he got from a woman. So that's very, like, common. Yeah, and I think that's ridiculous because half of the time it's like, she said it, but, oh, he said it louder. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Really? <laughs> what about you, Destiny? <laughs> okay, so I feel like since with the time that we have, with, with the time that we're in right now, it's important to talk about um, Katanji um, Brown Jackson. She's a judge. Um, she's going to be the first black woman on the Supreme Court. Yes. So yay. Love that. Love that. She That's just went so through two, um, I think about two days of hearings to be confirmed on the Supreme Court. Um, and during these hearings, it's just so hard to watch as like a black woman because most of the Supreme Court is filled with GOP, a lot of conservative white men that are just tearing her down in front of the world. And she, and the whole time she's just sitting there like listening to them and just kind of just, I can't say that word, kind yeah. of just. <laughs> yeah. she's, she's killing it. Yeah, <laughs> she's killing it. She's, she, you can tell like she's qualified and a lot of people are like, maybe she's overqualified because she's just so calm while they're just trying to knock her down. And a few times, I listen to podcasts daily, so a few times I've cried during the podcast just because she ends up crying when, like, Cory Booker talked to her. And he was just like, hey, like, I know this is really hard. Like, you're going through two days, like, hours and hours of people just knocking you down with, like, 50 cameras in front of you, and you just have to be, like, really composed. Um, and he was just like, he gave her a really good speech on the Senate floor. It was just like... I love you. I'm proud that you're here. When I look at you, I see my mother. And she just started crying. Like, it, it was just such a moment. So um, they're really hard to watch, but she's definitely a role model to me now. And I'm, I can't wait till she gets confirmed. I might have to celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I've definitely watched a couple of, like, the clips of her being grilled, especially by, like, um, Ted Cruz. I have seen that <laughs> clip so many times, and every single time I watch it, I'm just, like, I genuinely am just, like, in awe of her self-control. Because if I were in a position like that where I am actually, like, being, like, this is basically, like, a really just, like, public and intense job interview, right? If I were in that position and they were asking me questions that, like, had nothing to do with my job, where it's... It seems like it's, like, pretty clearly just, like, an attempt to try to get her to say something that they want to be controversial. And she has kept her composure the entire time and, like, is very professional and respectful in her responses, even though, like, you can tell she's like, this has nothing to do with what we're supposed to be talking right. about. And it's I will so say, like, that's funny. very admirable. Like, the book that he was talking about is number one on Amazon now. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> that's I saw so that. funny. <laughs> Everyone's like, we got to go buy this book now. But, yeah, her composure is just so admirable. I definitely could take a couple of notes from her, but I can't wait till, get she, till she gets confirmed. Yeah. Another really cool thing about <clears throat> Judge Brown Jackson is that all of the current Supreme Court, like, people sitting on the Supreme Court, they all have really similar backgrounds. And she does have, like, a similar background to them, like most other federal judges. But there are very few federal judges who ever worked as public defenders. And I think that that's really cool that she has a background in public defending. Yes, she's she's just like she's people keep saying overqualified, like she's qualified for the job. Um, one senator called her articulate 
And a lot of people were like, that's just so offensive because yes, she's articulate. She's been a judge for so many years. Not only that, but she's been to Harvard. Like she has two degrees from Harvard. Of course she's articulate. Um, you're not saying that to other people on the that are applying for this job. Um, you're not saying that to the white men there. Um, it's just, she's enduring so much right now. And I just have to shout her out on this podcast because she deserves it. We love strong women. <laughs> we do. And both of you guys have brought up some really incredible strong women in history that people need to learn more about because they did incredible things. And a lot of people probably know about Judge Brown now, but still, she's yes. she's going to go down in history she's and go she's down in history. done incredible things. She needs to t- be talked about every history after this, every woman's history month. So what do you, why do you guys think it's so important that we remember women in history? I think that we really need to highlight the fact that without women, a lot of history would have not happened. So we only talk about the men in history and why they're important and the stuff that they did. But half of the time we forget that without the help of women and everything they did behind the scenes and even on the scenes as disguised as men so that they could be accepted, none of all the history that we have would have really happened, whether it's here or somewhere else. Like women were on the front lines fighting. They were nurses. They were this. They were that. Women led everything (laughs) without women men would not be here it's all i'm saying so like (laughs) literally (laughs) no that's so true and that's such a good point that you bring up about like women pretending to be men because there's stories about that like all throughout history like everywhere from like joan of arc to cathay williams women have been making an impact for so long and like half the time they have had to do it from the behind the scenes and it's time for them to be in the front forefront it's definitely their time now yeah um what was your question again? <laughs> Same, bro. <laughs> I asked why you think it's important that we celebrate Women's History Month. Um, yeah, I think what you guys just said, I think it's important because a lot of women aren't talked about. Um, and they've done most, if not all, <laughs> of the work um, in history. So, yeah, I think it's really important. Um, I took a history class here. And... The first question she asked us is, when we talk about black history, who do you think of? And everyone in the class was just like, Martin Luther King um, and Malcolm X. And we all had the same answer. Like, we knew everything about Malcolm X and Martin Luther King. But she was like, who do you know about here in Oklahoma? And, like, all of us just got really silent because we were like, I don't know. She was like, any women? And we were all like, definitely not any women. We, We can't tell you about that. But then we learned about, like, Clara Looper in the um, civil rights period in Oklahoma. She was leading marches around like Tulsa, um, going, driving to Lawton, driving to um, OKC, just leading marches to um, end segregation. Um, And she was holding sit-ins. So like, that's important. That's imperative to Oklahoma history. Um, But we don't know about that. And like everyone in my class is from Oklahoma. Um, But yeah, it's just crazy that we don't hear about these women that change things in our area and on a national level. Yeah, no, and that's like such a good point that you bring up about Clara Looper being from Oklahoma and having such a big impact. I interned at the Oklahoma a couple summers ago during summer 2020 and when obviously there was a bunch of George Floyd protests happening, not just throughout Oklahoma, but throughout the country. And one of the things that I did was I spoke with a bunch of um, 
people who had participated in those sit-ins that Claire Looper organized in the 50s and 60s. Um, to really talk cool. Th- yeah, I talked with them about <coughs> what their advice for today's modern protesters and stuff were, and including talking with her daughter. And it was a really cool experience to not only, like, hear their perspective on what it was like to participate in those things, but they did talk very highly of her and how, it, like, she taught them about some things that are really important, like always keeping your composure and like stuff like that, because once you like break a little bit, then like they use that against you and stuff like that. So yeah, very important, very important to Oklahoma history. So that's a really cool thing. That is, um, I also feel like it's important because what you just said, like women always have to come correct. And we have to, especially minority women, we have to present ourselves 100% 100% perfect, just like um, Katanji Brown Jackson is doing right now. We have to be like perfect in everything that we do just to be considered in conversations like this. Um, so, yeah, I think it's definitely important to men don't have to be perfect. Um, they can really say what they want and <laughs> still be talked about. Um, but, yeah, women have to do a lot, especially minority women. How is having women like Dolores Huerta and Brown Jackson um, for you guys to look up to, how has that like impacted you in your roles as leaders in your perspective hum- community? Because you are a former Miss Hispanic and Latina OSU and you helped found OK State Stand United. So how have having people to look up to like that helped you guys? Um, I think right now it's definitely helped me. Um, I think being a community organizer at Oklahoma State University was very empowering, just seeing like the community come together and um, hearing people say that like, that have felt like outsiders for years, um, just say that they had a place to come to, like having a place to come to and just being able to share their opinions and feeling like they had a community, that was very rewarding. But on the other hand, it was also discouraging to, be attacked by like people online that didn't agree with what I was doing. Um, It was very discouraging and a lot of people, even people I was close to just kept um, tearing down like my, using the word strong and tearing down like my character um, just because of what I was doing. So that was very discouraging and it hurt for a long time. But I think seeing People like Judge Brown Jackson just be so confident in who they were and then learning about people like Clara Looper, just being themselves and advocating and doing it unapologetically. Um, now that I'm on this side of things and I know what it takes to be a community organizer and I know like the few online attacks that I got, I could only imagine what they were getting, especially like, people in the 50s. But in the face of all that, they were very confident. They didn't let anybody um, really tear them down publicly. Um, especially Brown Jackson, I think we're seeing that personified right now. Um, It's very encouraging to see that and just to see that, like, I'm not alone and, like, I'm not wrong for the things that I believe in. Like, I know I'm not wrong, but when you have people telling you that consistently every day and you have people that you look up to you, like, that you look up to telling you that is very discouraging. So um, I think that's why I cried during a couple of um, Brown Jackson's um, hearings just because I know what it feels like to be attacked so much but then to have that one person that appreciates you and that one person that's willing to stand up in front of everybody and say hey I'm with you um people like that really matter because you do put a lot of work into I know she's put so much work into 
Supreme Court, like, just, like, that's crazy. You, you, um, you yeah. do not get there overnight. Yeah, you don't get there overnight. So I just, I can't imagine how much she, work she's putting in. Um, and just hearing that one word of encouragement during, like, hours of interrogation, that is really touching. So, yeah, just seeing powerful minority women just be baddies <laughs> <laughs> is really encouraging. Yeah, I don't think I could have said it better myself. Uh, we love baddies here. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think for me, it was very much being able to see how she stood up for the people who couldn't stand up for themselves. Um, it kind of, like, encouraged me. So with my platform, I was able to help a lot with the foster care community here in Stillwater. And that was, it was a lot at first. And it is definitely not a walk in the park to be in that field. But with the work that I do with CASA now, just being able to advocate for children in court, it's, it is really crazy, the things that you hear. And it's honestly, I don't know how social workers do their job because it is an insane world, but also it is like so rewarding and just being able to see like the change and the impact that I can make because I was able to have this opportunity uh, makes me really happy. And I don't know, just, people like Dolores Huerta, she stood up for them no matter what, no matter how hard it was, especially being a woman in the 60s who was Hispanic. Like, she was a baddie, as you said, and I don't know. I'm, I'm just really proud. <laughs> Thank you so much to Cassandra and Destiny for joining me today. And thanks for telling us a little bit about Dolores Huerta and Judge Katanji Brown-Jackson. There are truly so many incredible women who have made history, so it was great to talk about these memorable ladies with Cassandra and Destiny. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast and maybe even learned something new, because I know I did. If you would like to contact us, please email pokespodcast at okstate.edu. Now, we'll end today's episode with our favorite question for Cassandra and Destiny. Why are the arts and sciences important? So, I think in my opinion, the arts and sciences are so important because... Without them, you can't really do anything else. Like, they are the foundation of everything. Like, without art, there's no culture, there's no nothing. And if we don't have a culture, then who are we? And so, like, the sciences help us, you know, get our technology and all that stuff. I'm not a science person, in case you can't tell. (laughs) But, like, without the arts, the humanities, that is the core of who we are. We are people, we interact with people, and if we don't know how to properly do that, then what are we doing? Yeah, um, arts and sciences, I feel like it just helps us um, express ourselves. Um, Science is a way to fact check um, anything. I'm not a science person either, (laughs) but I am an arts person. And I think art is just a way is it's it can be liberating. Um, It's a way for you to express yourself. Um, It's a way for us to learn about people like Judge Brown Jackson. Um, So, yeah, I think they're very important. Best school here, for sure.